Hello and welcome to another edition of the Africa Legal Podcast. I'm Tom Pearson, and today I will be speaking with one of the big names in Kenyan private practice, Nelson Ashativa. Nelson is the senior partner and head of strategy at Ashativa Advocates LLP, based in Nairobi. His expertise includes mergers and acquisitions, capital markets, corporate commercial transactions, and investments. He also regularly advises boards of private and publicly listed companies on capital raising, corporate governance, business strategy, and listing regulations in Kenya. A very warm welcome to the podcast, Nelson. Thank you, Tom. Hi, how are you? How have you been? I am very well. Very well indeed. Thanks for asking. Awesome. Now, Nelson, we've we've talked before, or more accurately, you've talked with our editorial team before. And when I reflect on the many interviews that we've done at Africa Legal, your interview does stand out as a as a firm favorite. And I remember you told us about how you started Ashativa Advocates with a meager $150 loan from your mother and that you had to spend the first few weeks running the firm from a local cafe. So tell us, how, how far has the firm come since those humble beginnings? Um, it's been an adventurous journey, Tom. Um, we turned 10 in May of uh, this year, just about a month and a half ago, we turned 10. Um, since that time when I was in a restaurant, um, practicing when, since when I began the farm from that restaurant. And it's been a very humbling journey. It's been a humbling journey where um, we have uh, accomplished a lot by God's grace. Um, and um, we, are, we feel that um, we have now understood the the vision. We have now understood the vision and we feel that um, we have just scratched the surface um, in these last 10 years, uh, trying to understand ourselves, to understand our capacity, to understand the market, to understand our clients, to understand the needs. Um, now that we have come to where we are, we feel that um, it's almost like life has just begun at 40, so to speak. Um, you know, it, it life has more or less begun for us because uh, we now have uh, a better grasp and, and, and great momentum about the direction where we want to go. We feel that we are well structured as a team. We are well gelled. Um, our vision is clearer. Um, we are excited about the journey ahead. Well, firstly, I must say a, a very happy birthday to the firm then, then Nelson. Turning 10 is a, a significant achievement. Now, obviously, this humility you talk about is to be applauded, but to have the motivation to launch your own firm and go alone must have also been driven by a hunger, a hunger for success, a hunger to do things your own way. And I'm interested, do you do you feel that you see this same hunger in the eyes of, of younger lawyers who are coming through the ranks? Um, you're right that um, building any organization, any business uh, requires grit, requires um, passion, requires um, hard work, um, requires commitment, um, and requires patience as well to be able to build um, a great vision that you have in your mind and deciding that you are going to do it brick by brick. Um, the joy of it is that 
you are in the event that you realize that um, you have reached a certain stage and you want to make a certain change or detour, um, or you know, life happens, COVID happens, and you have to start afresh. It is not the external stuff that is important. It's the internal stuff. It's the fact that um, it's not the cars or the buildings or the um, or the furniture or the office, uh, the posh office, um, or the even the clients that you have. It's really the fact that uh, there are certain internal resources that have been tested by through fire. And um, and that those resources, when called upon to um, use uh, afresh, uh, you are able to build perhaps even better and faster than you did the first time. So true wealth, in my view, is internal. It's not external. And um, I get concerned at times because, uh, especially in our practice in Kenya, there have been, unfortunately, a number of of reports about uh, especially young male lawyers who um, have been pushed to the brink of, uh, you know, suicidal tendencies because things are not working as fast as they they would have wished to. They see their friends driving flashy cars and they want to drive or see um, another lawyer who is senior who has been at this for about 10, 15 years uh, driving a flashy car. And and, and because that is what uh, excites them, they, they want to get that overnight. Um, so I've had to talk to a number of younger lawyers who were, you know, one morning I was called at three o'clock and told, you know, one of my young mentors was attempting to commit suicide. Um, and that really broke my heart. So, you know, just trying to help him understand that, um, look, um, the true success is not just the external beats. Um, if you continue to focus on the right things, um, one of these fine days, you will see that everything aligns and um, uh, or most things align and, and you begin to appreciate um, the, 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 the years and, and, and the months that you are building or digging the foundation. Because building a foundation is a messy affair. Um, and usually people build foundations in isolation, um, you know, without the glitz and gl- glamour. Um, and, and, you know, um, I keep saying that nobody looks at a foundation and says, what a beautiful foundation, because um, the foundation is where most of the work is. Um, and But everybody, when they see the structure, they say, what a beautiful structure. So I, I really encourage young people to just focus on building their foundation um, and, and to be patient about the fact that, uh, you know, um, perhaps... You're being called to go even deeper and, and um, you know, work even harder, you know, sleepless nights um, when nobody's clapping and cheering you. But one day when uh, the structure goes up, um, then people will see that um, you dug deep so that the structure can go high. Uh, because the deeper the foundation, the higher the, the, the level of, uh, um, uh, you know, the, 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 the structure can go. So um, patience as they build, that is what I will encourage them to do. Just be patient as you build. Nelson, I, I think your point around the building of foundation being vital to the ability to then build the structure, as it were, that others see is is incredibly true and incredibly important. And, you know, I'm saddened to hear 
of the attempted suicide of one of your your mentees and i'm so thankful that there was someone in their life such as yourself that was able to lift them up but i know that that's an a bilateral way of solving that problem you know it's it's a one to one solution they needed someone and you were there what do you think that we can do and what we need to do as a legal community in Kenya, but also across Africa to ensure that young lawyers are supported and that the very notion of this wonderful career pushing anyone one step towards even thinking of taking their own life can be avoided. What what do you think we need to do as a collective? I think we need to demystify the struggle. Um, we need to make young people realize that it's okay um, not to have today. Um, it's okay to um, live in a, in a humble context. Um, it's okay for you to be able to um, uh, af- afford or live where you, your means can 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 allow. Um, and also to help them appreciate that uh, your contribution to the marketplace um, is a lot more important um, than, uh, than, than what, what you get in return today. Because as you give of yourself, um, you are growing your skill. And in due course, as you grow your skill, then your reward will be better. But then secondly, also, I think we should give young people opportunities. Um, we should not hog all opportunities. Um, those who have been able to get to um, the table first uh, before the next generation should be should not have a scarcity mentality. We should not be thinking that um, the only way um, I can make it is if I stop um, the younger the next generation from uh, um, eating into my market share. And the reason why we have that scarcity mentality is because we have a very narrow perspective of the opportunities in the legal sector. We have always we have a traditional uh, thinking of what the role of a lawyer is in society, and we have limited ourselves to that narrow scope. Um, the auditors and the accountants stopped limiting themselves to that narrow scope a long time ago of what an accountant or an auditor can do in terms of adding value to the corporate and, and the marketplace. They went beyond the traditional areas of audit, audit and accounting and are actually offering advice and support to businesses and organizations and you know um, government institutions and governments actually um, in very diverse and creative ways. So um, my appeal to lawyers is we should um, and embrace and invite um, and 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 support the younger lawyers to have a seat at the table. But beyond that, um, we should expand the cake so that we should help. We should first of all be able to see opportunities beyond the traditional areas ourselves and encourage our young, our younger colleagues to also see opportunities beyond the, um, the, the traditional areas. Um, one of the things that I'm persuaded or, or convicted about is the fact that a lawyer can offer support in almost every aspect of life. Um, and provided we continue in, uh, uh, enhancing our tools of trade, 
um, we will be able to offer such great support that the market will be happy to give us a, um, a reward or a, a reciprocal return for the efforts that we make. Fantastic insight there, Nelson. So to, to our younger legal listeners, widen your horizons. Do not be defined by previous stereotypes or limitations. And to our elder states people, lower that ladder. Send the elevator back to the ground floor. And uh, and an old adage that I always liked is a, a high tide raises all boats. So let's be part of that together. Now, Nelson, moving back onto uh, more traditional topics, when we last spoke, you were looking at expanding the firm and the firm's reach beyond Nairobi. Uh, have those plans come to fruition? Um. We have expanded to uh, the central region of the country, Nakuru, Nakuru County. Um, but we have also expanded uh, to a certain um, a certain location within Nairobi County that is um, Nairobi City that is uh, not very well served with respect to legal service. So we set up uh, a, a satellite branch at uh, Gigiri, which is uh, around just opposite the UN uh, head office, the United Nations Environment Program head office. Um, and it's done so, it's done well so far. Our plans to move to Mombasa and Kisumu, we have put them on hold. And um, I don't see in the near future um, going that, us going in that direction. Um, we want to expand, but we our expansion because of uh, the enhanced uh, digital economy. Um, our expansion mindset or model has shifted beyond just um, the physical expansion to uh, expanding within the digital space. Um, so we we are uh, making uh, strides towards building a network of. Uh, um, our clients and our business network uh, that is going to help us meet and serve our clients' needs um, online and 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 uh, and not just uh, physically. So I don't have to have a shop in Mombasa or Kisumu to be able to support the business community there. Um, yeah, so we, we have not we've not other than um, other than the Nakuru and Gigiri branch. Um, so far, the, uh, my understanding is that that is currently as far as we are going to go with the physical branches, um, and we may even shrink our Nakuru branch and shrink our Gigiri branch because um, uh, and then expand our digital footprint because there is a. A, a lot more coverage that we can uh, we can uh, um, benefit from if we enhance our digital uh, uh, platform than if we were just to do it to to confine ourselves to brick and mortar. Well, Nelson, as someone who has been keenly observing the legal market globally for over ten years, I, I couldn't agree more when it comes to the sensible approach around office openings. Physical presence does not invite success um, as a as a given. And I am absolutely 
thrilled to hear about your reinvestment in in digital engagement um, and solutions rather than simply thinking that seeing your logo slapped on the sides of more office buildings means you are a successful firm. So so well done on 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 that one. Um, now, Nelson, in a, in a previous interview with the Law Society of Kenya, you talked about vision being one of the most important requirements for a law firm leader. So what has been your vision for the firm since inception? And has COVID forced or motivated any rethinking of this initial vision? Yes, vision is still, to me, a very important um, tool or uh, or quality of, uh, of, a, of a law firm leader. Um, I think a law firm leader needs to understand the difference between uh, the practice of law and the business of law um, and be able to ensure that they lead the organization to succeed in both, um, in both the business of law and the practice of law. Um, the business of law is the packaging of, of, of the food that we serve. Um, and, and, um, and, and the practice of law is the content that we serve. Um, and I think that uh, presently um, our vision is to keep uh, pushing the, the um, limits or stretching the limits of um, possibilities with respect to um, our value addition to our clients. That is our immediate, our present focus. Um, we have gone into um, health informatics, which is uh, a fairly new area as cybersecurity. We have gone into, um, we've gone into um, energy, um, both renewables as well as, as, well as um, oil and gas. Um, we are doing a bit of um, work and building capacity around uh, infrastructure um, and uh, PPPs, private-public partnerships. Um, we are trying our, our best to increase our footprint with respect to financial services beyond the traditional banking. Um, so, and, and increasingly, we're beginning to realize that um, there is a lot more than we can handle. Um, but we need to focus on growing our capacity, our technical capacity, but also improving the client experience. Those are the two things that um, uh, have been currently mandated by my partners to focus on. Uh, finding every possible opportunity to increase our technical skills, um, as well as to grow our, uh, to, to, to elevate or increase or enhance our, the, the client experience. If I'm able to do those two things effectively, then um, the consequence of it will be that um, we then grow in the direction that we want to grow. Um, yeah, so so that that is currently my vision for the firm uh, to uh, be more innovative in terms of uh, the uh, content that we offer the clients and to build our capacity around our ability to offer unique um, uh, support to our clients. Um, but also enhancing their experience so that um, we are responsive, we are, um, we are, um, uh, our turnover is, our turnaround time is good, um, and that um, they are, they feel that um, 
they feel they feel that uh, they have a law a, a legal service or a, or a business advisory firm that is uh, is efficient and effective you know so that 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 is the current focus of my vision um yeah that 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 really summarizes um, my current vision for the firm it's great to hear nelton i think you know enhanced client solutions through the power of technology i'm i'm in a nutshell that one for you <laughs> and that's to definitely be applauded and and nelson you've always been a proponent of relationships being at the core of a lawyer's business development and and marketing efforts but how has lockdown and travel restrictions impacted your ability to to live this belief how have you maintained relationships when traditional approaches such as coffee meetings, handshakes, and networking have been denied to you? Yeah, it's been a very difficult season for most businesses. Um, And um, just taking time to check on our our clients without expecting anything in return, Um, calling clients to check on them because we care um, about their well-being um, is has turned out to be a very uh, effective way of uh, communicating to the client that um, we care about them beyond the legal fees. Um, and and um, in this season, that is what we have agreed as partners to do, uh, to just keep calling our clients to check on them. Um, and without actually intending to seek for business, um, those calls have kept us connected with our clients and have actually generated business for us. Um, and and we because we've also been able to find innovative ways of uh, uh, giving them solutions even in a difficult environment, um, it has worked to um, show them that we are standing with them because a number of them have had to do a, a retrenchment. A number of them have had to um, have, have they, they, they are, their debt book has grown. Um, the, the, the portfolio of their debtors has grown. And we have offered them very creative solutions to dealing with the current challenges. A number of them want to move out of, um, of, their, of their, their rental, uh, commercial rental spaces. So again, just giving creative solutions uh, within this season, um, being uh, being being uh, uh, concerned about their well-being and just actually expressing that through uh, co- co- constant uh, checkups, uh, random checkups, um, has worked out to grow goodwill we, between ourselves and our clients. Um, and 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 um, of course, we have also enhanced our our, our digital presence um, beyond the, uh, the the one-on-one calls and and checkups on our clients. We have also enhanced our digital presence, um, and we have uh, enhanced our uh, the platforms with which we serve our clients digitally. Um, by virtue of that, we have seen um, uh, quite some increased. Um, Tra- uh, traffic with respect to instructions that we've been receiving, the last, especially the last two months, um, and we are hopeful that uh, that 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 uh, uh, trajectory will continue to grow. 
Um, yeah, so it's been uh, it's been a difficult season. I think uh, everybody has felt it, but uh, we cannot camp here. We have to keep moving. Uh, we have to find solution uh, ways in which we keep moving. I think it is uh, it is uh, it is it is uh, Charles Darwin that said that uh, um, what made makes has made um, our human species survive is our ability to adapt. Um, I may not agree entirely with his uh, theory, but I agree with um, the principle of adapt, uh, being uh, flexible, being able to adapt with the um, with with the with the situations that we cannot change, working around them to ensure that we still keep moving forward. So um, it's demanded a lot, but also in a unique way, it has also been. Uh, uh, it's it's also brought out some positives. One of the positives actually is that even our court registry has also adopted um, technology, um, ad- adopted technology. And um, before COVID, it was not easy to see how our courts will be flexible to provide uh, uh, technology as um, an interface with uh, practitioners but um as uh from three weeks ago it is now it is our our court system has become our filing system at the courts has become digital um which is something that we did not actually anticipate a few a few months ago in in february january if you'd asked me whether the courts in kenya can actually transition to uh digital uh interactions i would have uh, told you not in another 10 years but uh the despite the negatives that covid has come up as has has uh, has, has uh, you know uh, delivered it has also delivered some positive to the extent that um we now are embracing technology a lot more than uh, we did in the past no, and I would say that the, the Kenyan judicial experience, I feel, is one of the best examples of the power of technology existing and being both reachable and attainable and incredibly useful. You know, it's great to hear that you thought not in 10 years when it came to the digitization of an entire country's court process, and yet within a matter of months, technology paired with the will to to make the necessary changes has, has led to such a useful development. And I think another lesson that everyone should take from some of your comments on that last question is that those that we look to serve, there has never been a better time to go the extra mile and to look at how we can help our clients and our contacts on both a human level and a business level. Because what we do for people now in these incredibly difficult times, will never be forgotten. And that's a lesson that I think all of our listeners can can uh, appreciate and should should take to heart. So, Nelson, um, that's us hitting our time. Um, I would like to say a, a very big thank you for, for joining us today. Thank you, Tom. And a very warm thank you to all of our listeners, as always. 
Um, if you would like to find out more about the Africa Legal Podcast, you can do so via our website and our profiles on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Just search for the Africa Legal Podcast. And to read more of the news and content that makes your life as a legal practitioner in Africa better, be sure to visit us at africalegal.com. So without further ado, I have been Tom Pearson, and this has been the Africa Legal Podcast. <music>